Hello and welcome to what I think as a student about our educational system, episode number five. This podcast is based on the current issues that we as students face in our current educational system. Over the next few weeks, I'll be discussing a variety of topics, but in today's episode, I will discuss the brief history and the events that has shaped the idea of PE and the pros and cons. To begin, the origins of PE. Around 380 BC in ancient Greece, a skilled wrestler named Plateau is known to be the first originator. He believed in the importance of physical activity and education. Training led to the preparedness of warriors and athletes as young men were expected to practice gymnastics regularly to educate their minds and their bodies. With this progress in Greek society, it began to spread globally. In the mid-1700s, Joan Bernard Bastel saw the benefits and introduced it into school by modernizing gymnastics. In the early 1800s, Joan Christoph Frederick introduced PE in German schools, developed gymnastic principles, and published the first gymnastics book. In 1810, Frederick Ludwig John, aka the father of modern gymnastics, introduced more gymnastics in school. One year later, John Bellin's school promoted gymnastics to other schools and started clubs in Europe. In 1820, Roundhill School became the first school to have a PE curriculum. Between 1825 and 1885, the first college gym at Harvard University and the first public gym was opened by Charles Follin. The Normal Institute of Physical Education was founded. A high school gymnastic club was taught at Yale College by Dr. Dudley, Alan Sargent, and the American Physical Education Association was founded to support PE in schools. In the early 1900s, many states passed PE legislation requiring PE in schools. By 1850, most colleges in the U.S. offered majors in physical education. In 2000, Congress approved the Physical Education from Progress Act bill. And in 2010, President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama began the Let's Move program to focus on childhood obesity, improve national health, and increase physical activity. Nowadays, the criteria for PE in schools has changed and the quality physical education time for secondary students is one hour at the least. Now that you know more about the history, I'll begin to talk about the pros of physical education. To start off, it makes students healthier. Physical education involves a lot of exercise and helps burn down the calories and helps prevent diseases that may occur later on. It also helps build the child's character and creates a level of responsibility that ensures the child stays disciplined. Next, did you know that when someone exercises, it can improve their mood? This is because physical activity stimulates various brain chemicals and pumps endorphins that leaves you feeling happy and less anxious. It also relieves stress, which can be helpful for students balancing their life and other issues. This is extremely helpful since now lots of young adults, teens, and even children are struggling with their mental health. And when you exercise more regularly, it can boost your confidence and improve your self-esteem. In addition, at most schools, PE classes are held outside, which can be refreshing by moving environment and being able to stretch or move around more freely and comfortably. Personally, as a student, it feels nice to move around and not stay in the classroom all day. Next, physical education can inspire students not to only have healthier habits, but also find potential career interests. These classes can be good at time to nurture these talents. Students may be inspired to be track runners, soccer players, basketball players, tennis players, coaches, PE teachers, and much more in this field. While there are some benefits, it is also important to consider the effects. Some effects of physical education can include requiring extra effort. 
Students will not only have to put effort in their core classes like math, English, science, and history, but as well as the demands of physical exercise, which can be extremely tiring. Next, physical education can be harder for students to create a balance. Also, some students may not want to work out at school and may want to work out somewhere more private. This is because they feel intimidated or insecure and can also lead to bullying. Students may be bullied for their bodies or the way they exercise. According to an article by theclassroom.com, a study by the University of Florida cited bullying as a factor that kept overweight kids from exercising and in some cases completely avoiding physical education, classes, or sports. Not only that, but students with disabilities or health conditions can't participate as much in these classes, which may leave them at a disadvantage compared to other students. Next, many people believe that the Common Core classes should be the only classes completed at school because the time for physical education is seen as a, quote, waste of time, especially since lots of students nowadays are not wanting to participate in PE classes. It is argued that students should focus on their work and not on physical education. Now, to answer the question if physical education is required, well, that question varies for everyone. Physical education is not required in every state, but in case you want to know, you can check your local, state, or school district websites. Even though it is not required in all public schools or states across the country, I believe that students should have physical education. I myself, a student, don't really like this class, but I do realize that it is important and I find it helpful in school. So what is your opinion? Do you think that physical education should be mandatory in each state or all across the world? Do you think that physical education is more harmful or beneficial to students? This is host Nayeli closing off episode 5 and what I think as a student about our educational system. Thank you for listening and have a great day.